Hey, this is what happened previously on Modula. Bradley and Inverna took down Gorthok, the Thunderbore, but not without losing their friend Falcon in the battle. Bradley and Inverna refused an invitation to return to Phandalin and instead headed north to Neverwinter. There, Bradley's father told him that the lord of the city, Lord Neverember, wanted to meet with him. So how about how about that um you know how about that sports ball? Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, you know my favorite team just played yesterday, and it was a Crazy. tough battle. It was the Arizona Sphinxes versus the um, you know the Washington Monuments. And yes, yes, yes. I did. I did was, see. I saw the highlights of it. Yeah, 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 and I really wanted, I really wanted uh, Arizona to win, but unfortunately, the monuments just—they they slam dunk so good. Yeah, they do. And when when Jablonski came out onto the field, I was like, "Well, it's fucking over," you know. I mean, yeah, that dude, yeah. that dude pitches like seven eighty. I know he's he's an all star combo for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, he should have been traded to the Kentucky Fried Chickens. Yeah, he really should have. <laughs> Cause man, they need it. They need it. They're at the they're they're at the bottom of the league. They're about to get uh, relegated. Yeah, no. Um, I I heard they're I heard they're gonna get sold. I heard um, what's his name from? You know that band? Thirty seconds to Uranus. Yeah, and then and but then they're gonna move them to to Nevada. Mm. So I don't really. So I've never heard of the Nevada fried chickens. You know that's gonna be an interesting one. But yeah, no, it's gonna have to be like the Nevada like desert oasis or something yeah i did see him though i saw him on uh jimmy fimmel or yeah jimmy fimmel and that was so they played a game where they were like drinking with music and it was just so is so charming it was so charming i was like yeah jablonski's a he's he's i you know i hate his fucking guts but he's a charming dude you know i mean he's the goat he is the goat he he might he he might you know people people say he has a two head and i'm like yeah he has a two head but like what can you do? You know, I have a five yeah. head. It's got a two head. That's yeah. just how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. But damn, I mean, damn, can he kick and or throw and or hit a ball? You know what yeah. I mean? It's just yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. He's uh. also a really good swimmer. Yeah. And he fucks the cheerleaders. Yeah, he does. I, you know, that, that's always the weirdest part of the game to me is, yeah. is when they go to fuck the cheerleaders. Well, here's uh, here's my favorite me... part. I like it when he comes out onto the stadium and he says to the crowd, "I'm gonna fuck the cheerleaders." <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god! I was trying was... to cue you. I was trying to cue you up to say hello. Oh. Uh, 
that Jablonski. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Hello. And welcome. My name is, is Thorn George. My name is Luke Job. Uh, and this is Modular. <laughs> the podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, Lublonsky. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up Dungeons & Dragons. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, well, Luke, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign, and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign, and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe... Maybe you're just gonna. Fuck. Maybe you're gonna fuck all the cheerleaders, and you need something to listen to while you're doing it. <laughs> but you should be warned: each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there's spoilers for the key plot points in each story we're running. Right now, we're running Storm Lord's Wrath, not to be confused with Storm King's Thunder. So, if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now. There is another warning we should offer them. That's right, Thurblonsky. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like fucking the cheerleaders, <laughs> drinking on Jimmy Fimmel, using drugs in the dugout, violence of the tackles, and involuntary manslaughter. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly <laughs> not so themes. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Without further ado, welcome. Modular. <laughs> and our session three of Storm Lord's Wrath. Bradley, you took a long carriage ride through the Blue Lake District to Lord Neverember's palace. You are now in a gorgeous hall, ascending marble stairs, and you're just headed down towards a set of gorgeous, huge oaken doors set into the back wall of this palace you're walking, you're walking in. You see two guards at the door. They've got the Never winter emblem emblazoned on their their robes and you see there's a little desk where a, a woman is set up she's an elven woman she's wearing fine robes and there's a few chairs off to the left this is almost like a lobby and the woman says state your name please <clears throat> i'm bradley copper bradley what can you spell that please b r a d l e y c o p p e r Kappa, Kappa. Yes, I have you right here. Could you please take a seat? Lord Daggle Never Ember will be with you shortly. Of course. You sit oh, down. It's you, crazy how they got any pots for this. You sit down uh, in a seat, a few seats down from you. You see a guy who looks like he's kind of dressed in like mage robes. He has this salt and pepper beard and this salt and pepper hair. He's, he's human. He's probably late 4th, early 5th century. Not century. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Decade. 
and he says, could, uh, "You could have said that in such a better way. You could have said late forties, early 50s. That's not very D and D, is it? Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he looks at you and he says, "How are you?" I'm a little nervous. <laughs> truth be told. <laughs> yeah, sure. How are you? I'm nervous as well. I, uh, I've never met with Lord Neverember before, but I'm excited. I've never met with him either. What's your name? I'm Galio. It's good to meet you. And he he stands up and walks and gives you a hand. Copper, Bradley Copper. Yes, I've I've heard tales of you, Mister Copper. Heard you uh, you took down those stone cold reavers. I, I did. You did a great service to the land. I thank you for that. Of course. I I also slew a dragon. If that counts for anything. Ah, uh, what uh, white white dragon? Yes, near Fandolin. Yeah, yeah. I I F- heard that that was yeah. an I heard that it was uh Falcon the hunter who did that. No, I what I was there. I helped. I got the finishing blow. Oh, is that? I, I think Quinn got the finishing blow. He, this guy doesn't need to know that. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me deception. Um, I think I get a plus ten to deception. This guy gets a plus ten to insight. Fuck. Uh, 27. He rolled a 26. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, he says, what? I am so sorry. I, I, I misheard that story. Uh, That's okay. You know, it'll go down in the history books or something. Um, sure, sure. Yes, yes. Um, I do have to say, though, Falcon, uh, unfortunately, has passed. His brow furrows and he says, God, I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. He was a good man. He fought. He was. He fought in the Dragon Wars, and he was a hero. Absolutely. Aye, he was. And a good friend. He pats you on the shoulder, and he says, good luck in there. The doors... Same to you. The doors swing open. You see you see a little gnomish woman walk out. She kind of waves. She goes on her merry way. She must have been just meeting with the Lord. And the guards say, uh, Mr. Copper, he's ready for you. It was nice to meet you. I say as I pass the old man, whose name Thorin has completely forgotten. Galio. He's not. Galio. He's not old, old. You know, he's. It's like he's probably like fifty-one. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's older than me. So. Kind of. He kind of waves you off. You walk in to see a huge throne room. There is a regal-looking guy with some armor on, blue sash around his plate mail. He's kind of balding. Got this graying blonde hair. He's got this sharp beard. He's an intimidating dude. He says, uh, Radley Kappa, thank you for coming to meet with me. You're welcome. Thank you for summoning me. He, uh, he kind of waves to you and he says, Do not bow to your lord. I, I apologize. My, my apologies. And I bow to him. He kind of smiles and he says, Oren Jess, please stand. Mr. Copper. Okay, I'm I'm standing. It was a very it was a quick bow. It's not like a like a, I didn't like kowtow to him, you know. Mm. He says, "Um, I, I know your father. He's a good man." I've heard others say the same. I have a task for you. Yes, I. Of course, please, by all means. Upon this, com- upon your completion of this task, I shall pay you five thousand gold. If you are willing to take this job. Of course. What's what's the task? I know you are familiar 
with the lands just south of here. Yes. You helped slay a dragon. You killed ruthless mercenaries. And you thwarted an evil cult. You are a hero to some in the small town of Phandalin. And while many in Neverwinter do not know your name, they shall learn it. Further south than Phandalin, on the mere of the dead men, is a town called Leylon. Go ahead and roll me a history check. History. And this has degrees uh, of success. So 15, close. 20, 25. Well, I rolled an 8. An 8. Roll me another history check, not on Leylon, but on the Mirror of Dead Men. That one's an 11. You don't know shit about it. <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with this area? I may have heard it in passing, but Fandolin's as far south as I ventured. Yes, well, Leylon is a town that is vital to the success of Neverwinter. Cities like Waterdeep and Baldur's Gate are doing much better than we are. I can't stand for that. They're bigger cities, wealthier. Neverwinter's fallen on hard times since the eruption of Mount Hotno. Leylon could be a vital stop for traders that wish to buy and sell from Waterdeep to Neverwinter. The commerce between our two cities is of the utmost importance to me. Do you understand this? Yes. Leylon was once a small mining village. Close to a mine I, I think you visited. He's speaking of the mine with Dazlin yeah. and Norbus. Yeah. Uh, which was further south than Fandolin. Oh, well. He, uh, he says there was a... Geographically. There was a horrific accident in Leylon that all but destroyed it. And now I have hired many good people to rebuild it. What I want from you is what you've already done so well. I want you to use Leylon as a hub. I want you to go out and do what you do best. Adventure. I want you to slay monsters, thwart criminals, and help keep people safe in this town. It will take some time, but Leylon can be rebuilt. And I trust you to help oversee it. If you accept, you will be answering to the city council of Leylon. They are good people, hardworking people, but I fear for their safety. Have no fear, my lord, for I will protect Leylon to my fullest extent. He nods at that. He, he smiles and he says, I trust that you will be bringing your companion Inverna Nightbreeze with you. I fully intend to. Good. Everyone should always have someone watching their back. But from what I've heard of this Inverna, she seems to be a hothead. Take care with that. Be careful and mind her temper. If she does not do to suit you, Bradley, I could easily find you a replacement to help keep you safe. Do you understand this? Yes. I understand. He nods and he says, It will likely take you two days to get to Leylon, but they are expecting your arrival. I had a good feeling you would say yes to this. Make haste. What if I'd said no? <laughs> well, gang, season three was a short one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make haste. No, I don't really feel like it. And I will hear from you soon. Thank you, my lord. Thank you, Bradley. And he waves for you to leave. Cool, cool. You head out of the palace. Galio uh, waves at you once more. And at the palace footsteps is your pal Inverna. She is wearing a gorgeous set 
of shimmering white plate mail. Holy shit. She says she's still got her... Inverna, how much did that cost? Bradley, it cost me quite a pretty penny and some favors for some old friends. That's beautiful. What's it made of? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it's it's made of steel. <laughs> oh. How, I mean, how did they get it so white? I would think it would be some kind of different kind of... Anyway, matters not. Um, you, you hadn't heard of white steel? <laughs> How do you feel about... Have you ever, you ever heard of Leylon? Uh, yeah, shithole. Uh, borders uh, on that mirror of zombies. Um, yeah, I know about it. Uh, it. It's not a fun place. I mean, it. it's damp, it's dreary, it's cold, it's on the coast, it's windy, it's... I mean, it all around fucking sucks. I'd rather spend a, wood, uh, you know, a night in the woods any day, but uh, what you got planned for Leylon? Well, um, Lord Never Ember has hired us to go and, I guess, protect it as they while they rebuild. Hmm. All right. Well, says he's going to pay us five thousand gold, which we can of course split. Five thousand gold. Wow, that's a that's a good paycheck. That absolutely is. Um... Of course, I don't know for how long we will be working. It could just come down to, like, one gold per day, you know. So, for 5,000... I don't know. I don't think we'd be there for 5,000 days. But we would be there for years and years and years. That would yeah. Be, yeah. Um, well, I mean... My my absolute number one priority is stopping the cult of Talos. But if we're adventuring out of Leylon, then, you know, we might find them anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, for certain. I mean, this this mirror of dead men sounds like a treacherous place. Perfect place for a cult to gather. Absolutely right. All right. And in fact, I bet there, there are tons of cults within the mirror of dead men. Maybe. <laughs> um, she she kind of <laughs> squints at that, like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but either way, she, she nods and... Uh, the the two of you head out of the city. It's it's quite a long walk. Uh, this is early, early in the morning. Um, you make it out of the city. You hop upon your get horses. Get horses again. Uh, seagull and gentle I give, breeze. I give Seagull a very loving pat on his neck as I... <laughs> he nestles into your head. It's still raining. Um, it's just a drizzle, but it is raining, and it's a bit cold. You two... I, can I, I wear a cloak. Um, Hell yeah! Over my armor. Yeah, and Vernon does so the like, same to like to like try and put you know protect it from the rain. Yeah, well, yeah, and Vernon does the same. The two of you head off southwards. I guess also over my wizard's cap that I'm still wearing. Hell yeah! I don't care if it doesn't match; it gives me the best. You know, I haven't really used it though. Well, I've used it like once. Maybe I should get rid of it. It's just cantrips, right? Uh, it's just one. Yeah, I mean, it's just cantrips. Yeah, I, I I think I I think I am gonna put it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stow the hat of wizardry away. All right. I have to unattune to it first. Okay, there we go. So yeah, no more hat of wizardry. As you ride, uh, there's not much chit chat between you and Inverna. Uh, Inverna is definitely a more solemn, quiet companion compared to Quinn. Uh, you you always had something to talk to Quinn about. 
Uh, it's not the same with Inverna. She's She can be a bit cold. You also notice she looks colder than you, and you remember that you do have a, ta a magical tattoo into, over your entire chest. Oh, yeah. And you kind of... To protect me from the cold. Kind of feel it emanating, and you're actually not quite as cold as, as she is in this, in this wind and rain. You ride for hours when you come upon the junction of the high road and the Tribor Trail, and you feel kind of a pit in your stomach. Because if you were to head east on that trail, you would ride back into Phandalin. And once upon a time, that is what you did. Only about uh, a month and some change ago did you do that. But it feels like a lifetime. Instead, you continue south. And you see an oddly shaped building sits at the juncture of the Tribor Trail and the High Road. Two entrances to the building are apparent. A smaller one at the northern corner and a larger one, suitable for beasts of burden and wagons, near the first. Right now, both sets of doors are under attack by humanoid figures. They have already breached the smaller door, and they are starting to make cracks in the larger. Well, someone's got to do something. Go ahead and roll Might the initiative. Might as well be us. That's going to be 14 initiative. At the top of the order, it... Wait, remind me of your max health, 53? 53, yeah. Inverna's got 52. You were about 90 feet from this end. You are also on the back of Seagull. Um, we're going to say that Seagull has a, a, a speed of 60 feet in combat. Um, you could also hop off of him if you're worried about him. You see there is a, a humanoid figure smacking into this essentially barn door. And then there's also a humanoid figure smacking into like the door of this end. Can I see what kind of humanoids they are? Like, Do I notice or are they just... They're too far away. Uh, they're not too terribly far. You can make me a perception check as a free action. I swear to God, if that fucking looks. That's going to be a 23. Uh, they're very clearly zombies. Oh, okay. Well, good. That's good. Not orcs. So. What would you like to do, well, sir? I would like to run up uh, the 60 feet mm -hmm. on Seagull. And then shoot one of them with my hand crossbow. All right, go for it. That's that's badass. That's gonna be twenty two. Twenty two is a hit. hit, and that is three piercing damage, the lowest I can get. All right, you. Uh, which one do you want to target? The one attacking the barn door, or the one attacking the indoor? The one attacking the indoor for sure. All right, you fire a crossbow bolt. It sinks into this thing's back. Uh, it seems to notice you. Inverna follows closely behind. She now, uh, I think she had a crossbow before. She has a longbow on her back. Um, oh, fuck. She pulls it out uh, and just like a badass fucking mounted combatant, she fires an arrow at the other one. She actually fires two arrows in rapid succession. She Hell hits, yeah. And she rolls a nat 20. Oh, shit. So... First bit of damage is six piercing damage. You watch the first one sink into this calf of this zombie, and the next one hits it straight. Is she attacking the same zombie? Straight in the neck. No, other zombie for six okay. more damage. And it kind of... <laughs> the zombie uh, that you hit uh, shambles towards you 20 feet. It then dashes to get 
uh, within melee range of you and Seagull, but um, that's all it can do. Similarly, the other zombie does the same thing. Towards Inverna? Towards Inverna. Okay. From the tree line to your left, you hear a... As what is very clearly a wraith flies out of the tree line God. and okay. attacks you. Clouds overhead, rain pouring down, and it is coming at Inverna. It goes to put its skeletal hands on her face. Kind of like think like, you know, Dementor looking situation. Yeah. And she just swats at it with her sword to keep it at bay. It is your turn. Okay. So I look at this wraith and I I feel that the wraith is a bigger threat than these zombies, right? Mm-hmm. And so I need this wraith to make me an intelligent saving throw. Okay, that's fun. That's that's groovy. That is a 16. 16? Okay, it succeeds. Does anything happen? <laughs> yeah, it's going to take... That's a big number. It's going to take 15 points of psychic damage. Holy as a shit. lance of psychic energy appears from my forehead and then shoots and pierces it. Damn. Make me a perception check. Perception? That's going to be 21. From the inn, you can hear someone yell, Yay, get him! God, what the fuck? That was fucking awesome! So there's at least one person in this inn rooting for you. And then as my bonus action, I am going to say to Inverna, You handle the wraith. I'll take care of the zombies. You've got this, Inverna. I believe in you. And give her... Uh, bardic inspiration. Hells yeah. And that's my that's my turn. Dope. Okay. She is going to attack this thing. Do I have mounted combat? I think you do. I feel like you did that. I think I, she's, I, think I do have She's going to hop off of her horse and smack Gentle Breeze's ass to run. Uh, we're going to call that a bonus action. Then she's going to swing at the raid. That is a 14 to hit, which hits. And she deals 11 points of damage. She slashes it once. Um, you the ki- uh, Yeah. You kind of see her sword glimmer uh, or, or shimmer <laughs> as, uh, as she slices this thing. So it seems like the magical damage on her sword is a, a good move. She then attacks yeah. again. She fucking hits. That's a 28 to hit. And she deals six more damage to the Wraith. Hell yeah. Alright. Zombie A swipes at your thigh since you're high up on seals. Um, Does a 10 hit you? (laughs) 10 does not hit me. Zombie B lunges for Inverna. 10 doesn't hit her either. Hell yeah. Double sevens, though, kind of lucky. It's the Wraith's turn. The Wraith just says, You shall die! 
and it lunges at her. And 12 does not hit her. She she actually kind of drops her shoulder and moves through this thing, and they just kind of pass right past each other. It's your turn. Hell yeah. So I do have the mounted combat feat, so I'm going to hit this zombie. I get advantage. Well, I rolled an at 20. So... Fuck yeah. um, That is going to be... 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, you smack it with its mace? Yeah, as I smack it with the mace. Nice. Uh, You watch as you cleave its jaw clean off, but it is not dead. Damn. Bonus action? Bonus action, bonus action. I, here's a question. Here's a a quick, quick question. Mm -hmm. Misty Step. Yeah. If I cast that on myself, will that also move Seagull? Uh, read the description of the spell. It says, briefly surrounded by silvery mist, you teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you can see. No, you're not going to bring Seagull with you. There's hmm. there's a teleport spell that lets you carry like organic people with you. Interesting. Then, would it be a bonus action for me to hop off of Seagull and Smack his ass. get him to run? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. that'd be my bonus action? Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. Um... I do kind of like having the advantage. So, no, I'm going to keep him here. Okay. Um, and then that's just going to be my turn. Alrighty. righty. is going to strike twice more at this guy. That would be a miss, except she has Bardic Inspiration. And she hits. Hell yeah. You rolled a D8, right? Yes. Right, it only okay. added two, but that's uh, she only needed one. So uh, that's the advantage of giving your DM Bardic Inspiration. Then she hits again. So she deals... Six plus seven, 13 damage uh, to this wraith. You, you see she kind of carves into its like incorporeal arm, but then suddenly it's less incorporeal. Like you, you can see less of it. So Hell yeah. she definitely damaged it. Zombie A comes for you. Uh, 14 to hit you. That's exactly my thing. That's your AC? I'm going, yes, yeah, my AC. I'm going to say you'll cuts, you'll scratches do not affect me and I'm going to cutting words. So whatever damage it rolls, I'm going to subtract my D eight. Okay. Uh, it deals four points of damage. It deals no points of damage. It just, as you say that it just kind of slaps into you. It's like getting high fived just in the chest. <laughs> Inverna's also attacked and nope. She has 18 AC. So 16 ain't going to cut it. The wraith. Oh yeah goes and he says you annoy me and he strikes her once more he cannot fucking hit her to save his undead life it is your turn hmm is there a way that i can get some is there a point within 10 feet of all three of those creatures that myself and Inverna and Seagull are not also within. See, I'm going to say Seagull's gone. Seagull's 50 feet off already. No, I didn't hop off of him. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, no, oh, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Um, you want them to be within 15 feet of each other? No, I want them to be within 10 feet of each other. 10 feet of each other. All right. Five. It's one zombie. We're just going to work in a horizontal line pretty much. One zombie, then you on Seagull. To your left, five feet from you, is Inverna. 
to her left is uh, is the wraith, and in front of her is the other zombie. So they're so not, the most they're not all three within within range of each other. So, but I could get the zombie B and the wraith yes, within without, range of each other. Yeah, without hitting anybody else. Okay, then I'm gonna cast a uh, third level shatter. Okay, and I need the zombie and the wraith to make a Constitution saving throw for me. Okay, zombie gets a twenty one. Okay, that's success. And Wraith gets a 22. That's a success. They take uh, 13 points of thunder damage each. Okay. That's 26 half to 13. All right. That knocks the zombie to zero, but zombies have a crazy rule. Uh, You watch as the zombie's head explodes. Fuck yeah. Uh, is that all you got? Uh, well, a creature made of inorganic material. Would these guys be considered they're organic, inorganic? They're organic. They're organic? God damn it. Okay. Even the wraith? Yeah. Okay. So, well. Yeah. I'm going to say one more time. Told you I got it, Inverna. Kick that wraith's ass and uh, give her bardic inspiration once again. All right. Nice. She will this, go and she will attack the wraith. Ugly. That's a nat one. Um, she just kind of... Mm, let me let her other roll go first. That's actually also a miss, but maybe not with Bardic Inspiration. Uh, no, it's all right. She gets a nat one. She kind of flails herself at this thing, and it only has one attack that's just fucking brutal. So I'm just going to say it just kind of... It doesn't have a claw attack, but it, I'm going to say it rakes claws across her face, dealing her four points of damage. And then she spins violently and fucking decapitates the wraith. Oh, shit. This was, this fight was so fucking easy. <laughs> okay, it is a zombie. Last zombie's turn. Uh, does a six hit you? A six does not hit me. Okay, perfect. It's your turn. Cool, then I'm just going to advantagely attack with my mace. That's going to be a 25 to hit. 25 is a hit. That's going to be 11 points of damage. Okay. Uh, you cleave into this thing's uh, shoulder with your with your mace. It, the wet, soft skin and muscle just all deteriorates under your blow and its arm just falls off. It stumbles back and it's dropped to zero HP. And it doesn't die. So it's still at 1 HP. I hate this. Uh, Inverna Let's see uh, what charges bonus it. actions I have really Wait. quick. Okay. None. All right. Inverna's charging. She's She's got sword pointed out. She okay. she fucking rolled a nat one. And a four. Uh, this, she charges at this thing. And it just lunges right into her. She somehow misses. And she takes two more points of damage. It's now this thing's turn. It's in her face. Nine does not hit her, and it's back to you. I'm going to hit it again. All right. So that's going to be a 19. Let's see if I get higher. A 19 to hit. 19 hits. That's going to be eight points of damage. Eight. Let's hope it dies. Uh, You smack it in the back, and it should have died, and it is still standing. God damn it. I fucking hate zombies. Inverna swings, hits... Deals nine points of damage. Let's see if it can survive that. It does. God uh, damn she, it! She cuts off uh, just its fucking nose, 
And then she hits it again, and she decapitates it. And it falls Thank to the ground. Thank fucking again. God. Uh, what the hell was that? And, and just kind of wipes some sweat off her brow, or maybe it's it's rain, she can't tell, but she says, that, that thing would not die. It would not die. I don't, ugh. Very, very strange. Uh, I need you to go ahead and make me a perception check. Very low DC. I only get a plus eight, so. Oh, that's a natural 20. They each have emblems carved into their foreheads. Zombies do. Go ahead and make me a religion check. Is this a... I got a four. So this isn't an emblem that I would recognize. They have skulls carved into their foreheads. Or actually, it's really a brand, not a carve. You don't recognize it, though. And neither does Inverna. (laughs) Oh, okay. I love that. Uh, She just kind of rubs her thumb over one of them, one of the... uh, skull brands and says that's that's kind of weird it's not talos related but that's interesting we should go check on the people of the inn uh they Get out of this rain you hear some like uh, a kerfuffle almost uh like things are being shifted around and moved and dropped and uh the doors open up and you see a big human man with some serious mutton chops uh says he comes out arms wide big fucking arms tattoos all over his arms he says, that was bloody brilliant. That was so fucking cool. You guys crushed it out there. Uh, he holds out his hand and uh, goes to shake you. Shake your hand, Bradley. He goes to shake me? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd shake his hand back. He says, uh, name's Bax. It's good to meet you. Bradley Copper. Nice to meet you as well. Um, go ahead and make me a perception check on Bax. 15. All of his tattoos are nautical. Um, he waves, uh, towards the door and says, please, please come in. That was, uh, that was just amazing. You walk in to the inn, uh, with Inverna. Uh, I'm going to say you whistle for your horses. You get them inside. You see there is a large muscular woman uh, who's wearing this kind of apron she's got a sleeveless shirt on her muscles are just as big as this this uh tattooed dude backs you see another half orc woman who kind of waves to you says a quick thank you and then it looks like she goes back into the kitchen and she is kind of wearing a cook's outfit uh make me an insight check on inverna i bet inverna does not like her that's going to be a 17. Inverna uh, sneers at the wave from the half-orc woman. You also see a halfling girl. Uh, you know, pretty young. She's not a girl. She's not a little girl, but she's probably a teenager. Okay. She's uh, wearing kind of fine silken robes, and she comes up and she says, That was, that was just incredible. Uh, I, I just, I am so inspired by your heroics. We, we were in real trouble in here. Then you hear another woman call out, and she says, "We were not in trouble. Okay, that was that was something we could have handled. I told y'all not to bar up the doors. You know, I could have taken that myself." The woman that's speaking is fucking gorgeous. She has long, flowing black hair, dark features, high cheekbones, tan skin. She's human. She walks over to you, holds out her hand, and she says. Name's Marticia. I own the Wayside Inn. Marticia? Marticia. Marticia. She shakes your hand. She gives you a firm handshake. She's, she's pretty built as well. She says, I, I do appreciate what she did, although I think we would have been all right. But as thanks, you uh, you and your companion can eat for free. 
And I, I mean, that's not necessary, but thank you. And Verna just kind of slaps you and says, that'd be much obliged, Marticia. And, uh, and Verna goes for the handshake. And when she has a hold of Marticia's hand, she turns it and kisses it. And Marticia, okay. Marticia just kind of pulls her hand back and says, of course, yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal. The halfling girl tugs on your, on your arm, Bradley. And she says, seriously, that was so cool. Like you guys are heroes. I mean, wasn't that cool, Tarbin? And you see the last person in this end you've not seen yet. Uh, he is a, uh, human man as well. He, you can recognize this cause you are a bard. He is dressed like a bard. Uh, and he says, Oh fuck. Yeah. He says, why? Yes, indeed. That was radical. If I do say so myself, Tarbin tool, pleasure to meet you. And he holds out a hand to shake uh, your hand, Bradley, Bradley copper. Nice to meet you as well. He says, um, Bradley copper. I have heard that name before. And I'll tell you why I do believe that you used to play some songs at the inn in Fandolin, is that correct? I've done a few things in Fandolin, yes. Yes. Are you a student of Quaymasters? And she uh, she walks to the bar. Tarvin says, I, I am a humble bard, and I, I do love to perform here at the Wayside uh, whenever I can and whenever Marticia will allow me. He says, I would love to hear you play, perhaps after you dry off and, and get some food in your belly. Oh, perhaps, but I... I... I couldn't, this is, you know, you know, God's honor. I wouldn't want to take your scene. Well, uh... I'd rather hear you play. How about an opener for me? I, I would truly appreciate it. All right, yeah, yeah, let me, let me uh, warm up some. It's dreadfully cold out there. Um, Marticia walks past you. She says, that was strange. I, I don't know what the hell just happened with that. I have records to look back over. Like I said, you eat for free. If you plan to stay here, and if you plan to drink, you'll need to pay. She just That's fine. She smiles at that. She says, good. I'm glad you're not a freeloader. And she just walks off. Uh, Tarvin says, please <laughs> ignore Marticia. She is a thorny gal, that's for sure. But um, why don't you go ahead and eat? And he motions towards the bar. Yeah, no. Uh, thank you. Thank you kindly. Scylla, um, Scylla says... I I also, just so you know, I do actually sing. I love to sing. So, oh, um, is that the halfling girl's name, Scylla? Yeah, Scylla. She didn't introduce herself. But yeah, her name's Scylla. She introduces herself okay. to you. She says, "She says I'm Scylla. It's nice to meet you. I'm I'm only passing through. I've only been here for a night before this, but um, I sang with um, I sang with uh, oh god, what's what, these so many names? I sang with Tarbin um last night, and I would love to sing with him again, but I would love to sing with you, too. I'm, I'm heading south, actually, uh, towards a town called Leylon. Um, I, I'm supposed to start an apprenticeship there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm technically a fisher by trade, but I, I really do love music, and I, I would love to hear you sing. I, I'm sure you have pipes of gold. Coincidental. Go ahead and roll no, me insight. That's a insight on her? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, it was so close to not 20. That's going to be a 13. This girl, like, she just wants, like, someone to fucking talk to. She is, like, obviously young, naive, and she's just spilling her guts about her life to anybody who will listen. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to approach the bar and sit with Inverna? Yeah, I'm going to sit with Inverna. I'll say, it's, I'll, I'll, let's talk later. I, I, I am quite famished. She grabs your hand and she says, I would mind. love, I would love to talk to you later. 
Uh, and I, I, yes, yes, that, that sounds great. Thank you so much again for saving all of our lives. It would really suck if we had died. You walk over to the bar, you sit next to Inverna, and she says, Jesus, Bradley. A uh, bunch of colorful characters, This right? is a strange place. Um, this is a strange place. Yeah. I couldn't help but notice you sneered at the gesture from the cook. She uh, kind of rubs her tongue over her teeth and says, uh, yeah, what of it? Well, I just, you know, friendliness goes a long way, especially nowadays when things are bad. I know you have a hatred for orcs, but this woman's done nothing to you. I should just be courteous. Right. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Um, she, uh, she walks to a table, leaves you at the bar. Uh, well, Vax comes over. You can get the sense he's the bartender and he says, oh, I don't give a damn. What Martisha says, you're drinking for free, mate. You're drinking for free. <laughs> he uh, he pours you a, a nice big flag in a veil, sets it in front of you, and he says, Mate, fucking brilliant. You shot a fucking beam out of your forehead. That was crazy. Are you a wizard? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a bard. He says, did you meet Tarbin? You met Tarbin over there, right? I did. I did meet Tarbin. Tarbin's yes, a, yes. He's a good fella. He is a good fella, yeah. Uh, God, ugh. such a pity he kind of sucks it. <laughs> playing music but that's all right <laughs> uh, <laughs> he uh he kisses uh, a necklace that he has on it's a, a mm-hmm. trident he kisses it and he says i i thank the gods that you arrived because we might have been in trouble for real um it was just a couple of zombies it's it really wasn't as big of a deal as i feel you're making it out to be but i do appreciate the praise yeah. so thank you um he says What's your story? He pours himself a flag and he says, there's nobody else coming in here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, 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 I'd love to hear your story first. You know, I see you're quite the seaman here. Um, what, what brings you so close inland? I, uh, for now, I've given up the life. Uh, at sea, uh, got in a real bad shipwreck and it, it rattled me uh... my bones, but I do love the sea. And, and, where the Wayside Inn is, it's very close to the... I mean, the high road is along the sea. You know, like, think about, like, yeah. Route 1 in California. You can see the ocean when you're, you know, on the sea. Um, yeah. It's just cliffs. You know, it's not it's not a beach. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But he uh, yeah. he points out, you can see through a window, like, it's not, it's not due west, but it's, like, southwest where you can kind of see the ocean. And he says, that view... Gets me through these days. I, I used to be a privateer, and um, okay, uh, Bradley, you know a privateer is a pirate, <laughs> um, yeah, hired. Uh, it's just a pirate with who's hired by the government, exactly. Yeah, and he says, uh, he says, I loved those days, but they're behind me now, and I, I need to settle some roots. I love talking to people, and I love drinking, and I love giving people drinks. And Martisha was kind enough to hire me. Well, me and Kura. Uh, she, uh, you know, kind of a package deal. We, we met and, um, she's my you know, best friend I've ever had. Um, which one's Kura? She is the half orc that went into the back kitchen. He, into he, the mo- back kitchen. Yeah, okay. he motions to the oh, kitchen. Okay. That makes sense. As he speaks of her. Um, I don't know Was if it's, she, uh, I don't know if it's Kura or Kurag cause it's C O O R A G H, but, um, I'm going to call her Kura cause I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could also be Karaf. Could be. Is uh, was she a privateer with you as well? No. Um, she used to work in the ports. Um, make okay. Sure, let me make sure I don't fuck up her Baxter. Uh, yeah. She. Uh, 
she used to live in Luskin, uh, which you know is north of Neverwinter, a city that Neverwinter has always hated, and vice versa. There's been oh, okay. quite a few wars between those cities, actually. Um, and even if you've grown past it, you probably grew up hearing from your parents that everyone from Luskin's a fucking barbarian and a piece of shit. And he says, uh, yeah, we met, uh, you know, I would come into port in Luskin and you know how it's like a lot of, a lot of sailors talk about having a woman in every port. Well, I felt like I had a friend yeah. in every port. But yeah, no, of course. Every time I would come to Luskin and I got to see Kura, I would just be so happy. Uh, she's the best friend I've ever had. And I don't know how we ended up here with Matisha, but here we are, you know, and it's, gosh, it, it's, I'm just so happy to be here. As he's talking about her, she walks back out. And she has two plates and you, you see pies. You're assuming meat pies. She sets one in front of you and she says, um, she says, that's my spicy pork pie. I hope you like it. I, I will gladly enjoy this. Is the other one for my friend over there? It is. Yeah. I'll take it to her right now. No, I will gladly take it to her myself. She, she's a little strange on strangers. That's why she's sitting alone right now. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fine. Um, she passes you the pie. Make me a perception check. Perception. That's going to be a 14. Uh, she has uh, tattoos behind her ears mm-hmm. that are curved daggers. And okay. um, she she hands you the pie, and she says, yeah, I hope she enjoys it. You know, um, I, I'm grateful. Both y'all are glad you can eat for free, and I hope you enjoy. That is spicy pork pie. Spicy. All right, I I don't okay, yeah, I no, don't make no, it like cool. the Southerners want to eat it. You know, I'm I'm a true Northerner. We the further north you go, the more we like spice because it keeps us warm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, of course, of course. Yeah, no, I you know my um my mother has some you know spicy peppers growing in her little garden. So I mean, I'm I'm quite used to the spice. And, and and where are you from? North, you know. Well, where general? You're not from Boston, um, are you? I I n- n- not quite. I, you know I. I've been traveling so much, it's it's hard to say where home really is. I feel at home everywhere. Right, right. Well, where, where's, where's your mama's garden? My mama's garden. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. God damn it. Um, well, she... Oh, hold on. Sorry, I should probably... I don't want this to get cold. I'm going to go oh, deliver no, this absolutely. to... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you do not... No. Inverna. That, really that's quick. a good yeah. move. Sorry. Good move. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's lovely to speak to you, um, and I'll be sure to speak to you more. Um, she, and I go and take Inverna for pie. She nods at that. Uh, you bring it over. Uh, you set it in front of Inverna. She looks up at you, and she says, uh, what's this? It's pie. Spicy pork pie, specifically. From the kitchen? Yeah. From the cook? I assume so. She uh, slides it away from her. She says, that's all right. Uh, I got food in my bag. And then I just eat the pie. She says, you just eat the pie. I am going to eat the pie. Well, I have my own then eat my sitting pie at the too. table. Enjoy it. No, I'm not going to eat your pie. It's for you. It's for you. They are giving this... They are being hospitable to us. Just show... At least take a bite. It's not going to kill you. Go ahead and roll me perception. I mean, persuasion. Persuasion. 15. She glares at you. She picks up a fork. Sticks it in the pie. Eats a piece. Well, I don't fucking like it, so there. Okay, that's fine. Make me an insight you know, check. <laughs> insight check. I bet she really fucking likes it. That's going to be a 23. She loves it. It's delicious. Um, <laughs> she uh, she slides it away and she says, but I ate a bite. All right, you happy? Just tell her I'm not hungry. Well, Just tell her I'm not hungry. I, you know, I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's tolerable, but either fucking way. All right. 
Well, I'm just going to say no one will be able to see you eat it in your room later. So I'll let them know you're not hungry. If you wish to, do you want me to throw it away? Or, or do you want to hold on to it just in case you do get hungry later? I'm going to have Inverna make a constitution check. <laughs> she says, no, don't throw it away. Okay, that's what I fucking thought. Um, I fucking, well, if you do, I, I hate you, Bradley. And <laughs> well, Inverna, if you do feel like being sociable and um, like a kind, like the kind person that I know you deeply are, um, I'm going to be over here at the bar with uh, Mr. Bax, who's telling me lovely stories, and I'm certain you'd be great to hear them. But I've got a pie waiting for me, and I'm fucking hungry. So she just rolls her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> when you take your seat at the bar mm. almost instantly like a fucking shadow danced across the, the room Scylla is sitting next to you oh my gosh alright so Bradley wait, wait. could you just like tell me about your, like what's your star sign first off like like what month were you born in um well I you know my my top three I was um there is the dancer and then there is the uh, that's my that's my sun sign and then my moon sign is going to be the boar and then my rising is actually uh the dual serpents so she just says uh what, what month what month would you say bradley was born in <sighs> i'm gonna say he's a, he's a summer baby summer baby so whatever like okay, like okay. midsummer okay 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 i don't know what month that is yeah so that's gonna be um, gonna say august all right so august all right she, she just looks at you and she says, I I just knew you were born in high sun. I knew it. Guess what? Guess what? I actually, you guess. Why don't you guess? Were you also born in I high sun? I was born sun? in high sun too. Oh my God. I can't even believe you actually realized that. That is just crazy. I mean, like I knew, I knew like there was something just like, like you and me, like we're like, we're like in, uh, like, uh, like separated at birth or something, but not that, you know, like what do they say? Like, they, they call it something where it's like, like intrepid spirits or like lost souls or like, I don't know, like, like uh, spirits in a bottle, something like that. You know, that's, that's you and me. That's you and me. <laughs> I rolled an 18 on an insight check on this child. Uh-huh. She's not a child. What she, am I getting? She is a full-grown She She's like like an 18-year-old girl. You said she's like a... She's like an 18-year-old oh, 18 18 girl. girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she's definitely good to be out here adventuring on her own. She okay. uh, She says, Bax, would you, would you actually... Um, would you maybe pour me just a little teensy little thing of wine? Just a little one? He says, sure, Silla, sure. He uh, pours something... You squint and you see uh, the brand of wine. You you know a little bit about wine. Your uncle uh, yeah. owns owns a vineyard. Yeah, he is pouring her a non-alcoholic wine. This is grape juice, <laughs> uh, and he passes it. He passes it to her. He sips it. And she said, I, "I just, I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I am a red wine bitch. I really am. I just fucking am. I just am." Red wine is uh, the classic. I knew you liked red wine. 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 I can just, I can just tell it. I can just tell it. I just, I think. You, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Wait, wait. Where are you traveling to? Where are you traveling to? Um. Don't say fuck, it. I don't the say name. it. Are you? Wait, wait, wait. She touches your hand. Are you? Are you headed to Leylon? Are you? Are you? I. You wait, are. Uh, no. No. No freaking way. No freaking. I freaking knew it. I freaking. I said to Tarbin. I said they're going to Leylon. They're going to Leylon because I just knew. It's like synchronicity. Have you? Have you seen the secret? <laughs> she just. <laughs> She's like, I, you should see my vision board. You should see it. I mean, it's up in my room, but you know, that's not a proposition. I, I, I'm, I'm not into you like that. Like, like we're probably like brother and sister, like from another mystery. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we are. Oh God, Bradley, it is so good to meet you. I'm just so happy you're here. How long have you been traveling? 
So, um, well, and are you traveling alone? I'm traveling alone. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, a girl like me, you know, out here in the woods, it's so dangerous, right? But uh, you'd be surprised. I'm actually pretty feisty. Like, look at this keychain I have, and she has a little keychain that's got little knuckles, like little kitty cat stabbers on it. And she says, she says, so. But I mean, I took I took a judo class, and let me tell you, I will fuck someone up if they come at me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I have to say about it. But yeah, I am. But I mean, maybe from here on out, we could travel together to Leyland. I was going to leave in the morning. I, you know, that sounds uh, sure. I mean, let me let me go. Uh, let me ask my traveling partner in Verna. Um, oh my god, the cute girl over there! Oh my god, she's gorgeous. Like, can you ask her what kind of foundation she uses? Because she is just to die for. I think it's all natural. I, I, mm. I'm not, I've, I've never once seen her apply makeup. So, wow, wow, wow! I, you know what, you know what? More power to her. Am I right? Okay. Anyway, oh, wow. Well, it's why, just you know, so... I, she look at her. She's sitting alone right now. I bet she would love some company. Why don't you go strike up a conversation with her? Oh my god, you are so right. Oh my god, I am sure she and I are going to get on like a house on fire. That's what I say right now. All right, and then she hops. She swivels like a few times in the bar stool. Hops down, runs over to Inverna. Uh, you immediately hear her just chit chit chatting, just going on and on and on. I I eat my pie. I drink my ale. I. There's so many characters here that I just want to find out more about. So who was that? Who's that muscular lady with the apron? Or was that the half orc? It seems like she left. It seems like she left the inn. That that was a human woman. Um, okay. But you you think maybe she went to the barn? I'm gonna. I, I want to go check on Seagull. Uh, okay. Because 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 I know he's you know he 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 misses daddy. Yeah. You know. So. You uh you walk into the barn. It smells. Like horse shit. Um, you see your good boy Seagull. Uh, he kind of shakes uh, in anticipation for your pets. You see at the back of the barn. Um, I have an I have an apple that I give to him. Oh, he <laughs> and you see Gentle Breeze is jealous. Um, I I'll give Gentle Breeze a little apple as well. All right, perfect. I like Gentle Breeze. The, what color is Gentle Breeze? Gentle Breeze is like a light brown. Okay, and yeah. and we said Seagull was like white and brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I said. I said, I know Inverna doesn't, well, not in front of me. She doesn't give you any love, but I'll give it to you. You've seen it. You, you've seen Inverna sneak her pets onto Gentle Breeze. <laughs> At the back of this barn, there is very clearly a, like a smithy. Um, and that's what this woman, Tiga, uh, she briefly introduced herself to you. She's hammering away at an anvil. Um, yeah, she's just working on, working on lots. Okay. Um, I don't have anything to say to her. I just wanted to, just wanted to see where she was, I guess. She, she looks relieved. She looks relieved that you're not coming over to talk to her. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm going to head back into the inn. Um, how's, how's, uh, Inverna looking? Inverna looks fucking miserable. <laughs> as, as this, yeah. this character is just chatting at her. <laughs> exactly. Um, you... Look around this bar. Marticia is working diligently on papers. Scylla is just chatting up. Inverna. Um, Bax is wiping down the bar. Um, Kura was in the other room still cooking. You can smell the food that she's making. Uh, And then Tarbin is playing on a little harmonica by the fire. And harmonica, what the fuck? And okay. you realize, uh, you you were so happy to be here amongst all these people that were grateful to you. 
Um, but it reminds you a lot of the Stonehill Inn. And it reminds you of getting to know Toblin and drinking with Quinn and performing for people. And most importantly, getting to know Elsa. And you feel a little sad. You finish your meal and Tarbin uh, gestures for you to come up to the very small stage and play a song. And as you sit on the stool, you pull out your lyre and you think of Elsa and you play a song for her. George as Bradley Copper and Luke Job as our DM. The story here today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Stormlord's Wrath. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at modthepod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout out to TT Chickadee, who wrote us a review on Apple Podcasts. Her review reads: Luke and Thorne definitely make great hosts. As someone who's newer to D and D, they manage to keep my attention and keep me listening. Also, very professional editing work for sure. Keep it up. Well, did you hear that, Holly? She just fucking gave you a shout out too. So good work on the editing. If you like this podcast and you give us a five-star review, I will personally read your review on the airwaves at some point in time. So TT Chickadee, thank you so much for doing that. Also, did you know that Spotify just made a new feature where you can rate podcasts? They did not used to have that. And now you can rate podcasts. So if you listen to us on Spotify... I would love to see that five-star rating from you. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, I would love to see that review from you. Both of those things would be awesome. We would appreciate them very much. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. Modular.